Hello, and welcome to Ring Awareness. Did you say I'm that? Wonder Dave. Hi, Wonder Dave. My name is Christy Ono. Oh, hey. What are we here to talk about today? Uh, we're here to talk about women's wrestling. And? Feelings. And? The Netflix series Glow, That's season two. That's what we're here two. to talk about. Yeah. Episode four. Season two, episode four. Mm-hmm. Feel nice and settled and ready to begin. I know. Did I spring the start on you? I thought it would Completely. be... Completely. You know how I like to change the start a little bit every time? <laughs> Just be alarming to me constantly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should have known, but I think that's part of the fun, right? Oh, okay. No, I'm fine. Things are fine. Mm. That was a great episode. Mother of all matches. Directed um, by John Cameron Mitchell, okay. apparently. I noted that immediately. I was like, wait, that's not a lady's name. Uh, I also have not paid attention to who's directing any of the other episodes this season. What if he did them all? Don't think he did. Think he did this one. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, John Cameron Mitchell, star of Hedwig and the Angry Inch, perhaps his best known feature film. Uh, Fun guy. Interesting dude. Um, As a... I think I'm just going to delve right into my feelings. Okay, go for it. As a wrestling fan mm-hmm. and a fan of Kia Stevens mm-hmm. uh, and someone who never has particularly liked it when black wrestlers have the name Kong, sure. uh, which is kind of offensive, mm-hmm. maybe very, uh, who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, and Kia Stevens talked about it in interviews where like, it, she was like doing these great things in her career and then like... <coughs> She had this gimmick that she was like, uh, I, she's like, I kind of had to turn this negative thing into a positive thing. So I really related to this whole welfare queen thing when I got the role and I was like, oh man, now you just have to get, uh, she's like an actress mm-hmm. who now has to just like relive a difficult thing in her life that she's already mm-hmm. done when she was also, I mean, obviously a wrestler, but wrestlers mm-hmm. are also actors. I don't know, it just, uh, Lots of feelings. It was. It turned out to be like a super intense episode for like a lot of reasons. Um, and mm. again, I think they, I don't know, I think they tackle the race stuff um, pretty thoughtfully. Uh, like with Beirut and, and Fortune Cookie and Welfare Queen, they get to um, kind of explore what it's like to be that racial caricature, which is interesting. Um, and you had mentioned the, the, the interview that Kia Stevens did before, and I think that's kind of like this weird mental and emotional gymnastics that a lot of people, I would assume that a lot of people have to do when they're like the first of anything in a character that does not really, that is like strictly one tone and most likely offensive. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That's it. Yep. I mean... Oh, that actress who played the maid in Gone with the Wind. She had a really great quote about it. She's like, Mm. uh, what did she say? She said, I would rather make $70 a day playing a maid than $7 Mm. a week being a maid. And I was like, oh, 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 oh. Uh, So I never... I'm never going to be mad at the person taking the role, is is my takeaway. I'm just like, 
Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. That's kind of where I've fallen with all of this stuff. It's like, um, guess what? The first of anything is going to be a little racist. And, um, great for being a blue trim, a trailblazer. Good for you. Do it. Yeah. Fuck it. You, you know, know that money. the first Asian news anchor, Connie Chung, not mm. a little racist. Because it's the news, which is racist sometimes. I was trying to think of an example, and that was all I came up with, which isn't a good sign. Right? I feel that's like fine. if that's my answer, is yeah. the news. No. I was like the first, I guess she was the first one for like a major, no, whatever. Anyway. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, if you think of, I don't know why I keep thinking of Flower Drum Song. I'm like, that's fine. It's fine. It's a good movie. It's a decent movie. It's on all Asian cast, which is cool. And that's all I have to say about that. But then just like, I don't know. It's complicated, I guess. When did Flower Drum Song come out? It was it was in Colors. It was a musical, I want to say, like the 60s, 70s. Okay. Because yeah. um, when I think of that, I think of that one uh, actress who who did it. But she mm. was she was Filipina. Uh, Leah yeah. Salanga, she did it for a long time. But I know she wasn't the originator. I just didn't know. Yeah. Um, I mean, the other really cool thing is like to bring up star trek for no reason right is uh, yeah always michelle nichols and like that was such a big deal like shit like of course she's kind of a receptionist and i've had that thought and that discussion with a, a, other star trek fans but it's like but she's on the bridge <laughs> you know she's she's a main lady she's not in a weird subservient thing and it's it's great and representation is so important yeah um yeah. Martin Luther King told her to keep the job. So. Yeah, yeah. So clearly it kind of, it mattered. Yeah, mattered. no, it totally it. matters. You wouldn't even need a communications officer. That's very fucking important. Yeah. Anyway, um, it was really intense. It was really nicely, I don't know, a- approached with, like, this idea of her her son, who is this, like, high-achieving dude, and, like, what is he going to think of this, this role that is very offensive, you know? Yeah. Um, and it was done well because it's like, yeah, outside of the character and the fucking whole thing of the show and how ridiculous it is, she still did a great job, right? Yeah. And I don't know. There was this quote from a, an, an Asian actor who was talking about how um, there weren't roles for Asian anybody's. <laughs> and he's like, you know, I'm going to be that delivery boy, but I'm going to be the best delivery boy and those five minutes or whatever that I have on that screen, you will like, you will remember me. And so it's like, that's I good, good strive for excellence in everything you do. I don't know. Yeah. So I don't know. It's got a lot of feelings. You know? Yeah. It's a lot. A lot it of complicated is. things going on. Things. Um, so yeah, that was that was the main mm-hmm. plot line in this episode. She goes to see her son at Stanford, mm-hmm. uh, Tim A, uh, slash Welfare Queen, slash Kia Stevens, slash Awesome Kong, slash mm-hmm. Karma. Yeah. Uh, she has a lot of names. I mean, the other thing I is that... I mention it too often. <laughs> is that she's is a legit wrestler, and she's very good. Side note, also, yeah, one of the better matches we've gotten to see in Glow. Yeah. And I was like, oh, oh yeah, I get it. You're yeah. doing more moves, because you're... You're with someone who's been doing this forever. Got yeah, it. I mean, it, they had a great match. Yeah. Like, like after watching actual wrestling and then watching this, I'm like, that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I, get it, I get it. I see a lot of people watch all this stuff. Yeah. 
No, it was cool. It was cool to get to see uh, some wrestling on this show about wrestling. Yeah. Um, that was fun. Yeah. Um, what else? What else Debbie. do I have to say? Debbie. Yeah, we got the Debbie arc. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think we should close with the close of the episode and what happened there. But mm-hmm. for now, well, I guess we'll, the episode closed with Debbie, but the end of the episode of Glow, mm-hmm. we'll come back to that. Sound? That sounds fair. Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we get Debbie, and uh, the hubby calls about uh, the bed to be like, what kind of bed is it? Mm-hmm. He has the secretary call, and she is pissed, and then she mm-hmm. gets drunk and has a breakdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, which Betty Gilpin, actress mm-hmm. Betty Gilpin, very good at this. Mm-hmm. Uh, good at breaking down. She good has at being drunk. She has a great upset, sad face. <laughs> it's like that's what her face was made for. It was kind of like holding it together. No, just kidding. Um, Yeah, she's amazing. Um, It makes the switch to her being in character as Liberty Bell, like so much more dramatic and like a little painful to watch. It's like, ugh, just more feelings. What is this? Oh, you know what? One thing I did want to mention, because so much of this episode was about uh, race stuff, Mm-hmm. I thought it was a very good intention that the beginning of the episode mm-hmm. was a conversation between two black women. Yeah. That's uh, really cool. I really liked the way it started and it was like a really interesting way to just see Tim to May in like a, a non wrestling setting, I thought. Uh I thought that felt very intentional and, and yeah, I thought it was a smart choice. It's also her just acting as her character is just so wonderful. She's um, really lovely. All of the out-of-wrestling acting that happens for, like, every other character is just, like, so, like, touching. And, like, they are very good at what they're doing. Um, but, yeah, I also like the, the, the parallels between, like, I mean, mothers in different stages of motherhood, but also, like, the intersectionality of a white lady and a black lady being mothers. And it's different. And I'm like, cool. Good. Bring up everybody. Let's all talk about it. It's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, and yeah, so good actors and Betty Gilpin, also a good actor. Uh, good mm-hmm. good face. Good face doing good things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, she gets she gets blotto. Uh, she doesn't get blotto. No, <laughs> An inaccurate use of the word blotto. She's doing some day drinking with some white wine. She's she probably smoking pot. pot. Yeah. She smokes a pot, right? She's yeah. having a good day. Having a mom's day off. Is what yeah, she's and then she sells all of her furniture mm-hmm. uh, in, a, in a fit of... <laughs> Dramatic show of revenge. Uh, is it bad if I take this moment to say that that feels like something an actress would do? Nah, I don't know. Uh, are actors well, dramatic? Yes. Well, I mean, that's what I was going to say about what the last scenes of this episode. Is that it just shows that she's an incredibly selfish character. <laughs> and, like, there's hints of that in her relationship with fucking Ruth, uh... I don't know if I brought that up on pod or like we were talking yeah, about it, it after. You brought it up on pod because we were talking about how she in the contract signing didn't do anything for anyone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and how like she may have, you said she may have potentially been. I think you might be right. I think she might not have been the the best friend to Ruth. Uh, yeah. So I mean, it's just it's all pointed that direction. It's like, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. Pretty actress thinks only about herself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds like a trope I'm familiar with. Yeah. Okay. 
don't know. I mean, yeah, she forgets her son. She yeah. uh, she drinks a lot. She mm-hmm. sells all her furniture. Uh, her husband comes home, uh, and it's like, well, this is messed up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, then she had blocked off everything in the baby's room. She didn't sell any of that, so. Mm-hmm. She had that going, oh, uh, Bash, what a weirdo this episode. Yeah. Uh, just ringing out to Bash is what we get. Uh, and I mean, like, a lot of the stuff in this episode is maybe a little heavy-handed. Uh, there mm-hmm. was uh, the what's a mother without a child? Just a person. <laughs> Which was very funny. It was very funny. Um, but I mean, obviously, like, kind of a heavy-handed mm-hmm. moment as well. We're like, ah, look yeah. what she's going through and how it's also here. I mean, I think... <laughs> The, it's very nice, and I very I feel like very similar to wrestling. Wrestling mm-hmm. is like just make it real clear for me. I, there's lots of shiny things. I'm very distracted by literally everything else. Just make the story easy to follow. Uh, I want to. I want to feel smart. I we got wanna... some wrestling promos in this episode too. Yeah, that was really fun. Nice, nice little cutaway promos. Classic, very 1980s looking mm-hmm. wrestling promos. I liked it. I was about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lots to like about this episode. Lots to like about this episode. Even in the in the, the house sale that she was having, uh, back to like some superb costuming <laughs> for like the fucking eighties, man. All of those people, classic eighties. They were so it was beautiful. Yeah, the costumer does a great job on this show. Yeah, the wrestling outfits look great. Mm. The eighties clothing looks great yeah. and not over the top and unbelievable. It just looks like. Super authentic. I've seen pictures of me in the 80s. Yeah. I wore that. It's like... It's fine. Someone saved all their clothes. Yeah. What a useful thing. Yeah. Um, I also really like the the friendship that's developing between... Uh, what's her name in the, in the show? Tammy? Uh, Tame. Tame and Debbie. Yeah. Um, because Tame is also pretty legit as an actress or producer or showrunner or whatever the fuck she does because she said that she was working for family feud she had been on like some other show for hella long and it's just like oh she knows what she's talking about too and she also like came to debbie's dinner party that no one showed up for yeah and they're really like i don't know being pals and i and i like it yeah she's a kind person she's super kind and she was very like supportive and understanding to uh debbie when she's like i forgot my son she's like i forgot my son too i think it happens to all of us and i'm like that's real sweet that's real sweet because everyone's having a hard time right now and you're being supportive that's great yeah what a bunch of friends i love it that is it's nice that they're friends Mm -hmm. uh so let's talk about the match Mm -hmm. uh we talked about we like the wrestling Mm -hmm. uh the match ends uh tamay is obviously very upset at her son watching it Mm -hmm. uh i will say that i think her son acknowledging it that it was offensive Mm -hmm. but also still being very proud of his mom Mm -hmm. for doing a thing she obviously wants to do and work in television like, I think I was glad that was the choice they made because it would have been a reasonable choice to have her son be shitty and pissed off about it. But I think that, like, the type of person she is, mm-hmm. it almost makes more sense that her son was like, this is terrible, mm-hmm. but I know it's really important to my mom and kind of go along with it a little 
you know. Yeah, I mean, I think it makes everybody comfortable where it's like, oh, it's not going to rip this family apart. Like, thank God. Yeah. Um, and and is a clear acknowledgement of the time in which this is filmed. Like, yeah. You know. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, they talked about it, too, when he briefly became familiar with the idea of the welfare queen and what she's doing. And she's like, oh, I think this director is taking advantage of you. You know, like, she wasn't aware of the what the welfare queen was and what her choice was in playing that character. And, like, out of context, like, it sounds like a ridiculous thing, Um to be such a stereotypical character, but, like, in the context of the show, right, with Zoya and probably all the other, like, ridiculous characters, it's like, oh, I see it's part of this larger ridiculous thing. You're making, like, conscious choices about this and that, and, like, and he even said, like, I had to throw a white girl around the ring. That's kind of that's cool, I guess. Yeah, and, yeah. And so just, like, you know, it's not taking, like, one part of it, like it's not just looking at the offensive part it's looking at like how it plays in this larger picture and like yeah, I guess that's yeah. okay and you're you and know, what it means for his mom's life and everything yeah like, and that's just a whole he, he takes a whole yeah. viewpoint but acknowledges at the same time that it is very offensive yeah i mean because i think most things are complicated <laughs> you know it's never just like this is good or bad or whatever yeah um so Oh man, I am creaking. That's my bones you hear creaking. <laughs> Just my bones. We're in a bunker. We have a. It's not no. There's no way to know what's in the bunker. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I assume more dirt. Um, uh, so then we get. Mm -hmm. uh, Tame is obviously kind of upset and maybe doesn't finish big. Like the the end of the match didn't quite go as planned. Well, uh, I mean, you can see how like because it ended with her saying like get a job. Right? Yeah. And, like, she was obviously upset. Like, when she's not playing that villain character, it's like, oh, this is offensive, and feelings are hurt, and this is, like, something I don't want to be saying to a black woman who's with this, like, stereotype of a welfare queen. Yeah. You know? And so the crowd the crowd totally turns on the whole show. And then Zoya saves it by being like, oh, remember? This is fucking crazy. I'm kidnapping this kid. It's all fucking weird! <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, which... <laughs> Like, clearly that's the choice Ruth is going to make. Mm -hmm. It is clearly also the best choice for the show in that moment. Mm -hmm. But it's the best choice for Ruth, right? Like, it... Like... It, it totally is, I agree. But, like, it also... Ruth isn't wrong, but it's a very self-serving choice for her to make, is my opinion of it. I... The thing is, is, like, I don't see Ruth as a self-serving person... I see her, like, as someone who is, like, not super aware of what she's doing, but she's always, like, she's, like, constantly in theater mode. She's like, what is going to make this the most fun, like, the most dramatic and theatrical? And it's like, oh, I can yes and with this kid right now. And it's like, go, go for it, I guess. Uh, I mean, like, her motivations are, like super weird where it's like what, what do you what do you actually get out of this and i guess that is ultimately self-serving but it is i'm still like i'm not sure why i like you ruth i'm not sure why i'm supposed to you're just being a like, super weird theater kid <laughs> like, she's a super weird theater kid and she loves the spotlight 
She does, yeah. Uh, and I think if there is a good plan that gets her the spotlight, then that is absolutely what she'll go for. Because, yeah. like, that was a moment where someone could have been talking to Sam uh, at that moment and been like, oh, shit, this is mm. going down. Like, also, where was he? He was just not yeah. in this episode. I mean, um, I mean that's the thing. It's like, that's why... That's why, like, she's super into playing this game, right? It's like she was watching the match for funsies. Also, I think she's constantly trying to, like, fix her friendship with Debbie. And she's like, oh, I can uh, challenge her to a fight. And then we'll have to hang out more. And I'm like, man, you're just weird. Yeah, don't, weird don't fix your friendship with Debbie, Ruth. It's yeah. Fine. Listen, we'll we'll see it end dramatically soon when Colleagues. you wake up to this. But, like, yeah, I'll let it unfold on its own time. <laughs> yeah. Uh all right. This was a different episode, I feel like. Tonally, just kind of a different thing than what we've gotten before, but I liked it. I really like shows that trick me into thinking and feeling things. Because, like, my go-to when searching out entertainment is, like, I just want to watch something goofy. And if I'm if I'm in the mood, I want to choose how I'm going to feel about things. And I think that's part of why I stopped watching Orange is the New Black. Also, I was lazy. Um, but it's just like, man, I'm not ready to, like, think about more things than, like, these people pretending to be other people. Yeah. Um, but this does it really well, and I think the framework of wrestling makes it really fun. Yeah, wrestling. Wrestling tricks me into feeling things all the time. Yes! You're fucking wrestling. Uh, So much shiny people and weird, sparkly outfits. Alright, uh, we'll be back next time. I think. I guess, yeah, this is it. We're just going to keep on doing this podcast, you guys. Yeah. Because Ashland demands it. Yeah. Thank you, Ashland listeners. Thank you. All right. Uh, I have been Wonder Dave. You can find me at Team Wonder Dave online. Uh, my name is Christiana. You can find me at Rabid Pixie. I also started um, a cult under the under a Patreon. It's mm. a cult of Christianity. I got one donator. <laughs> Uh, and come time, like come the first of August, and I get my five fucking dollars, all whatever the gifts. But I don't know. Give me money, broke all the time. Yeah, join Christianity. Also, I just want to lead a cult. Why not? Yeah, sounds fun. All right, so join Christie's cult, and uh, I don't know. Follow me on Twitter. Uh, we'll talk to you later. <laughs> Bye. Bye.